Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. We're live on a Sunday afternoon or on your time zone. Depends wherever we are. We're here in this lovely show on episode 42. And I can't wait to start the show. We're covering four issues today. Ayashi Mind, chapter 24. Undela, chapter 111. JJK, rest in peace for our dude. Chapter 185. And MHA, we see people having different type of devotion in chapter 353. So let's get started. She, I was a beautiful duel. And then would it turn to a quadruple panel? That's a question to be. So let's start the show. Let's see a beautiful panelist of two. Welcome, Kendall. How are we doing this Sunday afternoon of Shonen Ronin? I mean, Shonen Ronin of the Shonen Jump coverage. How are we doing? Hey, I'm good, man. Back home from vacation. Well, back home from home, basically. Uh, back in my house. Got my setup good. feel like my audio sounds pretty good. It does sound good. good. It does sound good to me. So I'm I'm ready, man. Uh, we got a short release, but it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, so I'm ready yeah. to start talking about it, man. Yeah, we have four issues to cover out of um, our usual six. Um, Kaiju number eight comes back next week, as, as such as well as One Piece. Um, I won't be here on the show for next week. I'm saying the manga man will be covering that show, and he will be discussing my hero vigilantes as well on that show with our boy Ray Apollo and Anaki as well. Um, so that'll be very exciting. And it's just, you know, it's great to have. Alice, right, um, we are ready, folks. We are ready to have a good discussion, a quick lit. And maybe I yeah, will be having some surprises um, on this show. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, for this Wednesday, we don't have yet a topic yet, but we'll stay tuned for that. And yes, Alice, that is a drippy background. Bleach is coming back. Uh, we have, um, you know, Bleach Kubo is known to have the most drippiest, um, you know, clothes. So that is definitely a fact. But let's get straight to it for chapter 24 of Yashima of issue 25 of Weekly Shonen Jump. So how are we feeling about this? Because it felt like a quick chapter. It felt like, no lie, this felt like a side chapter and a fourth wall breaking of, of how most mangaka feels that they could get close to getting axed. You know, I, I feel, I felt that. I felt the, this was the prepared chapter. Um, and we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, but it definitely felt like a, Hey, let me, let me lay out just a couple of things for you about how I feel. But beyond that, um, I think we've been talking a lot about like mental wellness, mental strength, and like the mental fortitude kind of being, um, the way a lot of mangakas are trying to animate that. And this was another beautiful, unique example of that. So we, we have our main character who we already know in their head it really wants to be this like main character of their story so we kind of have like a full dive into the, the the shonen category really this episode because we get we get more to basically be like in his head he's the one that's crafting he's the engineer of his story right he's the director the writer of his story he's the man nice of his nice story and basically that's his psyche and so the only thing that's been inhibiting him to this part is the way that he's thinking about things. And he basically is, it's shown the way his mental state is based off of that. And it's the power of words, right? And he even says like, okay, boom. So my, my stance on this to this point has been this. And I can clearly see the visible wall that has put in front of me. And now things have changed because the reason I had this stance is because of my environment and where I have lived and how I've been to this point. And then to turn around and be like, well, that's changed. And I now understand that I can go even further because I have people supporting me. 
and it's not told in a fairy tale kind of way it's not told in a one piece kind of way it's, it's told basically in a real world. told in this almost yeah this almost realistic lifestyle like 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 to, to bring it to us is like this this human world as thing where it's still very unique because again we have that manga presentation again we know that he wants to be this character and i feel like this story actually take took a very pivotal shift in becoming a bit more shonen if i could say that this chapter i would also add to that where with our boy maru he was a guy who always felt independent he also felt like he could fight alone the same thing like us humans always try to do things on our own we believe that we could do things independently we don't like we don't like to or try to depend on others because sometimes they're too busy they don't want to come they don't want to do it but for him to admit to himself he like yeah i can't do it alone i need your guys help for him mm-hmm. to acknowledge that in the last page in the last panel for him to realize that yo i'm 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 literally on my last legs i'm literally cannot I literally cannot defeat this guy on my own. I need to reach out for help. For him to acknowledge that, it shows that his improvement as a character, but his improvement as, as himself, as a person mentality. So it shows that us humans, you know, we try to be, we try to be independent all the time as the best we could, but we need help no matter what. As mm-hmm. much as we try to be strong, as much as we try to be cocky, as much as we try to be like, nah, I'm good. We need the help. And here it shows that Maro knew that he has a weakness. He cannot do this on his own. And it shows that in this past 24 pages, I mean, 24 chapters, that he has already grown his own cast of people to help him in the system in that sort of shows. So that's very beautiful. It, it, even though I said that this chapter very felt very slow and everything, but it was more character-driven for, yeah, it had the comedy of the 4-4 breaking of how his series could be acting and everything. But mm-hmm. this, most importantly, it was about his character growth, and that's why it was more because it was more in, in inside his psyche of himself as right. his character. And you know what? So my hero academia, the we get a look at a unique take on someone's perspective of hero and justice, right? And here we have another take that is very much so a take on what a main character is. You know what I mean? Very specifically, very dynamically looking in and out at like, hey, this is what a main character, this is my perspective of what a main character should be. And we kind of kept seeing that, right? Main character should be, you know, loyal. Main character should be resilient. Main character should, should basically, you know, have a certain level of understanding of their environment and, you know, be able to support and lean on for support. Um, what, what, what what we keep seeing um, over the course of chapters is truly development of a main character. Now, of course, in any storytelling, that's what we get, but there's this specific kind of targeting that the mangaka is doing to be, like show us like, no, no, this is really, maybe not the perfect, but like, this is what I would consider to be a good shonen main character and showing us what, what they think are strengths and weaknesses to that and and there's again there's a certain sim- simpleness to it and then when you tie that back into the idea of you tie that back into the idea of um basically going against concepts right he is trying to to go against the concept of everything and we see basically is this really cool natural progression that keeps happening because we're in a climactic state and basically the climax and the, the target of what's going on has changed so now it's like, oh, we need to defeat this person. Oh, wait, no, we need to save this person because I'm the protagonist. I'm the main character. 
um i can't go out like that i can't just lose but also i got this skill maybe i could do something that's never been done before and i could pull uh you know this kitsune out of their 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 um overwritten clone form essentially um so yeah that's this this is this this was a very good chapter for me as a reader as somebody who wants the lore and the story and the concept we got a lot of lore we got a lot of different things that happened really quickly so next chapter next week's chapter is going to be really awesome i hope they don't dry it out to try and make the conclusion of what they just explained in this chapter to be over two chapters i think it's straightforward enough that you can just be like okay can he do it boom even if it's a, a turn page and he doesn't necessarily do it like right at the last panel or he's doing it in the last panel, that's fine. But I don't think it should be drawn out too much longer. Um, but yeah, this this series is good. I don't, again, does it need to be long and forever? No, I no. can see so much dynamic things that can happen. But again, it's in a really good place for me. I think the pacing is good. I think it's still, it's still um, putting out quality enough to sustain um the acts i think it can survive a little bit longer i'd like to add also that this if you think about it in a very analytical way this chapter as well is very dark because it's how it starts with the title says i can do it alone and then while the first two three pages is you know it's talking about him the character it is you know very full for breaking you know of how you draw how you write the story you know how you look at like like the mc but then you go to page five, you see his legs bleeding. And then you see the next page, his like whole blood face showing there that looks like he's a dead person. But then look at the next panel where he's just smack in the middle of the panel, it's just straight dead like a zombie. So it shows that this person is literally going through like a psychotic, not breakdown, but through a process of him understanding that he could reach the point of death, but he's a person that won't give up because he believed in such a shonen jump way of you never giving up in there because this is what he has read. Of course, because it's running the same series. But it just shows that this person literally just woke up and broke through. Again, in page, again, in page 14, 15, he said it to himself. Now it's different. I'm not alone no more. I could, I could continue fighting with people behind me, and I don't have to do it by my two hands alone. So it shows right. that, again, this chapter was very self-contained, but very straightforward for its character growth and for its character progression, most importantly. For Maru, and that's why, like, it was very straightforward. And then I moved the plot line, but it moved the character progression online, and that's also the most important in the story. Not yeah. just when you move a story along, but when you also have a character point of across in an episode or chapter where you just talk of the character, the psychic, what can you do better with this character? And that's what you did. And and I feel like the, that's a positivity for the character. Yeah, and, and you could also you could also even argue that while it didn't move it in a direction, what it did was it it solidified its ground a little bit, right? It made it a little more robust. It was like, okay, here's the plot. You know that we've been heading in a direction, but let me fill that out more for you because I'm sure coming off of the last chapter, a lot of us was like, whoa, is this a clone? Like we were all thinking, it's like, is it a clone? Is it somebody pretending? Did he really just convince the man to show up himself? You know what I mean? There's a lot of different ways because again we're still in the early stages of this series to know what well you know what lures are actually being tied into certain things so again like it, it was really good i think um just my last thoughts on everything i think it was really cool so we we had a certain concept of what dopo's ability was right um and we had these thoughts and ideas around how how it um it cools and different things and then again we kind of got the full explanation of what the power is this chapter um, it's the spear. 
you know it's it's wiping out the light wiping out the hope which is like in the essence of what you think about a hero or main character to be this is literally the antithesis of what you are looking at right it's like yo i'm going to snuff out any chance of hope you have i'm going to give you despair um that's something that we see played around with in series like my hero academia um and many other series through throughout um throw uh, our, our reads and our watches of manga and anime so i thought that was really cool um the the fire that is our own light you know people often say that the soul is a fire and a blaze of itself so the being able to fire. snuff the yeah you know the will of fire being able to snuff out that fire being able to snuff out that light and that light in itself in essence being the being your being that is what he's removing that fire the fire that is you that that was a really really deep and prolific concept so again maybe Maybe not a lot of um, plot development, um, but a lot of robustness has been added to the story's concept. I agree. Uh, like, I cannot add more to that because it's literally on the point to, to the character, to the point of, about the story itself. So uh, with that being said, I think we're good, right? Let's move on to Undead Unluck. Yes. All right. So Undead Unluck, chapter 100, my man. I, I believe this is the end of the chapter of the arc. And we move on to Ragnar, or maybe next chapter, we see the process of how you move on to the next loop, and then we see how that loop goes. Really curious to see if we're going to see the reincarnation of everyone in the world, or are we going to see time skips of certain characters as Focal, um, Juiz, and everyone else. So really curious to see how bad that is. But Kendall, what are your thoughts of Chapter 1 and 11? What are your first impressions once you read of the quick backstory of uh ripping that chapter and then after you see other conversation between rip and andy and how he feels that he's going to start the next loop and at first he didn't feel like hey um this not may not be the best course of action because i couldn't save her but once andy said that he believed that if i didn't believe i could do it i would have not done the loop in the first place so that move rip and that could move anybody did that move you yeah so i think again so we, once again, I'm going to keep saying this as we continue to go through the story. And I think that it is, hey, I see you, Sam. I think that it is important to understand that there's a very strong concept of love. There's a very strong concept of justice that pertains to this series. And we see it here again, where it's a challenge of your convictions. Like, are, are you convicted enough? I mean, almost like, it's almost like a challenge of not just your justice, but like, is your love strong enough? Is your love and your sense of right even more superior than what Rip is displaying. And I have to admit, um, up until Andy saying the things that he said in this chapter, I was like, yo, you can't top Rip, bro. This man is willing to end the world. But the the added weight of what, what Andy presents is basically, well, I'm willing to end the world, but I'm also willing to save everyone at the same time. It's not just damned all the way through. It's I'm going to do my best to, to, to uplift everything because he also understands you know, and, and this is this is probably a testament to having kind of more time in the idea of pursuit of Foucault, but he has the understanding that what it takes to make Foucault happy in, in any world, in any time, in any loop, is basically having all of these people that she's fallen for and cared for, um, they're her friends, to be able to have those people alive and protected. And I think um, it was interesting. I told you guys we were going to see Victor soon. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Yo, we saw I saw Victor come in and we saw him. Week, he man, had such a happy. great, a great impact in the story in a way that wasn't invasive. It wasn't just a, a full takeover of the body or anything like that. 
it was uh like we was kind of hinting to this kind of like you know nine tails to naruto uh you know grandma's like i'll lend you my power and victor's like yo i'll lend you my power on this condition understand this for yourself and he didn't try to force him he gave him guidance but he didn't try to force um andy into the decision he just was like these are what i require in order to give it to you are you willing to take this up are you ready to take this up and matter of fact it doesn't even matter what andy really said as much of how he was able to say it and express it because that's what victor was looking for and i think victor victor knew but victor just needed him to understand that outward for himself and see it because you see that and um and he's kind of looking from within himself you know he's looking at this monitor that's you know we can only assume he's inside of his own mental state and he's looking out of his eyes per se but it's the fact that Andy himself had to take a step back inside himself and observe what was going on and make a decision. That I would 100% agree because it showed from last week's chapter that what Victor did to show Andy, it shows that Victor has been watching all this time. Victor has been watching every single move that Andy has done and what changes that Victor hasn't done before in the loops. All those, all those 98 loops that victor has done and what andy's doing different and what is causing the different type of effects with the umas with god and with the whole type of reincarnation with everyone acting different that victor's impressed so he's willing to help him out and reach out like, look i give him power this is what I guide you to do and it shows that victor's not a bad guy victor's a person who's old but not old in a state where he's physically old but mentally where he's already fed up with those 98 loops that he's been doing with, with Joey's, and he's just tired already. He, not that he has given up, but he's at the point where he just doesn't believe no more is worth it for mankind. But now he believes that there's another side of him, Andy, that still believes in the possibility of to win. So I just love how my favorite line is where he told them, I will change them. And if I couldn't, there would be no point in taking that loop, knowing that you have such a strong type of conviction to tell others that I will save them no matter what. And if I didn't see an outcome, I wouldn't have done in the first place. Like that's such a strong conviction for you to just say that cold heartedly and believe in yourself and try to make others believe saying that you, you could save the person that he couldn't save as a technician, as a doctor, mm -hmm. you're saying that you could in this next loop, like that brings hope. And like in, in any type of medium, Hope is a powerful thing. It's a powerful drug because no matter in the darkest times, once you have hope, you believe that there's light coming. You believe that there's a possibility for you to survive, for you to see an outcome. So mm -hmm. that was such a powerful one-liner that also for Rip to honestly say in the next thing, saying that uh, next time, let us join your group. For Rip right. to even say that. A and to be my that, hero he basically yes. was like yo be my hero like you know he's like go on hero like he basically acknowledges that and, that andy is his hero and i think even victor does too because victor so? victor victor stepping in i think is an acknowledgement like okay juiz is not coming into this next loop so if anyone's going to do anything that's going to correct anything at this point it's andy and i think he's been sitting back trying to assess where, whether andy is truly capable of that so we also see victor's hope in andy so we're seeing again more development on like you said the idea of hope and what's not into this series um uh, i believe Alvis brought a good question i wonder if we're gonna have to fight abuenico now 
especially since the balls are floating around her. Yes, that is true. In the last double spread, when we see the bike and we see the balls on the left and on the right of his bike, so that is a good point that we might see Nico in the area because we cannot forget about Nico in this type of scenario. So that is a good choice. That's a good point. Sam also brought up, he gave up the world, but he at least wants the love of his life to be with him in the, in, in the last days, 100%. Riff was trying to be Supreme Strange. Oh my God, yes. Yes, I got, I got Obito Ochoa vibes from Rip rereading the last few chapters, which is fine by me because I, I actually like Obito's character. Yes, I agree. Both Sam and Alvis are spitting facts. So with Rip, and also the sad way, the way I forgot what's her name right now. I think it's not Leia. I forgot her name exactly. But her telling Rip, good night, Rip. You've always been so cool. That's just showing that Rip always tried to be the hero, the gentleman with the people around him. It shows how meaningful and not powerful, but how inspirational that he is to the people around him, to the circuit, the light that he brings. But then it's very of how he brings the light to others but he doesn't have a light to himself because he lost that light so he still brings the lightness to people to believe in their hope and what they could accomplish but he has no hope right now because he lost to the woman he loved and now he wants to bring the light back from so it's very i forgot the word um ironic i think is the word for this it's very ironic for it the love of his life wanted him to be here but rip just couldn't do it without her yep exactly Zala, she deserves so much better i agree but hopefully in this next loop, she does deserve a lot more in what they could get and what they could accomplish. So I'm curious because we have always expected expectations or we always had something of theory. So what could be the next loop? Is the loop going to happen because of Ragnarok and everything else? But not that we actually seems like we're actually going to go to the next loop, actually start the whole world again, the whole Big Bang. I wonder what it's next. I wonder what's next for them to actually start. Are we gonna start? Are we gonna start gaining our characters? Are we gonna see um Andy's ex-girlfriend? I forgot her name, the one that had the hat that could like have a shield around her. I wonder if we're gonna see her in the next loop and come back for her as a character. That'd be pretty interesting too. Kendall, you're on mute. You're good now. There we go. Sorry, y'all. A little technical difficulties. I'm back. <clears throat> but yeah, no. Uh, I agree. Uh, it's it's so much, right? Because like, like even what you guys are saying in the chat, it's like we've really seen a lot of people just go through a lot. Um, and if you remember, um, I don't remember what cover it was recently, but they had like those pairings and we saw like even Billy and everything, everyone's had to just kind of sacrifice so much just trying to pursue their own personal idea of like what justice is, who they want to protect, what's important to them. So it's just, it's, it's this, this series is so much more, I don't want to say calm, but wholesome than I think we even give it credit for. I, I, I it's funny how you I say it's wholesome, like but it has such dark themes and such mm -hmm. a big importance of mental state and how much love, hope, 
and conviction and justice are the most important themes of this right. series. I think and that's what's how so you call wholesome. it wholesome. I think that's what's so wholesome about it. The wholesomeness is the reality of what is brought into this, right? The challenging of like, you know, having the hope in the darkness. But again, we're seeing it from, we're not just seeing it from a power perspective. Yes, we're seeing a world end type of scenario that we often see with Shonen series, but there's also just the human is playing such so much more role in the way that we are portraying even the powers in this series. And I think that that is to me what makes it have this sense of like wholesomeness to it. Sam, I'm not sure if you could say that this is the worst timeline or dark timeline because what we could say for us, the audience, this could be the dark timeline for us, but we don't know what has happened to other 98 times victory Dewey's. We don't know if they had much, much worse enemies well, or darker well, we, timeline. We kind of do. The story has alluded to that. So so here, when even before we got to the whole point with the moon and stuff, we've known and it, even the, the enemies have been saying like, this is this is like the worst it's been. Like, even the fact that we've had different entities that have never shown up before to challenge them. That is true. They almost have said it a couple of times. That is true. Yeah, so there's, 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 some, there's some inkling of, like, this being the worst loop. This was supposed to be the final loop, realistically. So I think, I think, I think there's a point. I think, and I, yeah, I, I would agree. Andy is definitely, <laughs> Andy is definitely being the barrier of this universe in more ways than one, honestly. But, okay, so the way... Average brings up, I will agree to your point, Sam, because that is true. From what we've seen, like Kendall brought up, every type of enemy has brought up saying that this is the worst timeline, and we have seen new type of enemies that hasn't been brought up in other loops that has been sent by Julius and everyone else that has been part of other loops. So for them to say that, that about the loops, about the Omas, and about the two people that came who are, the, who are under the fellowship of God themselves who serve the sun, that, that also means that this is the worst dark type of timeline, that things have just been getting worse and worse every single loop. But then when you think about it, that makes sense to the biblical aspect of Ragnarok. Ragnarok is what comes to the worst of worst of the foundation of said Ragnarok. Ragnarok only happens when things are up to the end of the point of all loops, meaning that there's no turning back. That's what Ragnarok means, the end of all. So it makes sense for that being the case, for this being the worst of timeline, for that being the case. And, and you know, Sam, even to the point, I'm actually going to read this out loud so I can, I can say what I want to say to it properly. So Sam says, there's a point where you have to live in the worst of timeline to create the greatest timeline. Ooh, nice it's thing. the experience of it, even if it's the worst, even if it's the worst in your life. So now, now take that back to us. Let's say that we did live in a state where there are reincarnations and, and other timelines. We don't get to know that. So right now we could be either living our best or our worst. So then we still have, we still owe it to ourselves to do what we can do. If there is an idea that we would get another chance, we have to do what we can do to set up um, basically for us to have a better um, future, whether it's something that we get to exist in permanently or not. And I think even for us who don't, you know, believe in necessarily reincarnation, that's also the idea of having children, right? Like you pass on certain knowledge, legacy, um, memories, and different things onto wisdom, technology, even onto the future generation in hopes that they will advance and be better. And you can't just hand off the technology, right? You have to hand off the study. You have to hand off the mental state. You have to hand off a lot of different things 
in order for that to come full circle to you and i feel like that again like i, I just had to read what sam said because that really stuck out to me no that's a good alves because y'all making some real good points in the chat right now yeah you're making some really good points that makes us like bring forth and preach of what we've been saying about undone luck about this series of where on the surface level, when people ran down like at first, it shows, you know, the whole dick out. Like, oh, no, no, no. Then, you know, this series now for me. But once you read the the 20 plus chapters, the 40 plus chapters, you see that this is more about not just the dick out or not just about the fighting, not just about the power system. It's more about these themes about your conviction, about justice, about your love, of what is your point of being alive? What is it that drives you? So those type of things is what brings brings this series in such in such an emotional way and it does such a good job to bring the cast for us to relate to like rip my man i can understand what brings you love like my partner i've never loved nobody else that i've ever loved before like her and she drives me to motivate me to get up go to work to come and do the show like yeah without her i don't know where my life would be i'll be stripping honest and say this on the show i don't know where my life would be without my partner so where I understand what Rip is, that you would destroy the world. You would destroy the loop. You would destroy the fucking planet just to go to another loop and just to save a single woman out of every other billion other people in the world. Like, that's a lot of respect. But you understand so where this man is coming from. There's also this other dynamic of essentially you see unsick. Did we define that? Was that ever actually explicitly said? Was that defined? We'll say unsick, unhealthy. I don't remember. Anyways, you see this child come on and they're like, you're going to save my mom, right? And we get this child perspective of it. And then you have this other person who's, who's very much so an adult coming in, but like, I'm going to trust you with my dreams. It's unhealthy. That's what I thought. Um, I'm going to trust you with my dreams, you know? And they're both basically like, I can believe in you, right? Like you're, you're, you're strong. You're this person. You've inspired me you've you've helped me before even and and again the accumulation of that and again i think there's a beautiful dynamic in because unhealthy could have shown up later on after they were leaving and had that conversation but i think it was pertinent to have them both in that moment be like yo you're gonna save my mom right you're gonna save the woman my friend the person that i love right you're gonna save this person that means so much to me and seeing that from the the hopeful perspective of what you could almost call a certain level of naivete right because unhealthy doesn't have the same full grasp of the situation that rip does so it's just kind of like again it's this this kind of really really beautiful dynamic of showing you just like what exactly is the the fruit of everything we've been watching to this point because i know for a certain point when we transitioned to this kind of like heading towards ragnar point it kind of got it felt it felt a little chaotic honestly uh, kind of felt like the plot was getting a little a little bit chaotic it did but it I really it really does um it really has brought itself full circle um i think it was beautiful choice to let rip come in and kind of be the main target of who andy had to overcome because we were getting so much good versus evil good versus evil good versus evil um and it was good it was a really good change of pace so i'm i'm really excited to see how this transition into whatever the next um arc or the next um plot point is but once yeah. again uh undead unlock continues to really be good at just continuing the flow like i i don't there's never a really a hard pause it's just kind of like you. all right on to the next that's, thing where we're going on to the next thing that's what i love about the series because for example with black clover or one series. piece 
or MHA or like some sort, you could at least make up some theories and know where it could go, right? You could be like, oh, this is the direction it could go. Some people, some YouTubers could be right. But with Undone Luck, I'll like, I don't know if there's been any YouTubers or any uh, bunker readers that have mm. sent on the tweet on the timeline on YouTube and actually have been right on the direction of Undone Luck. But I made some theories for Undone Luck and I have not been close to right well, not once, which I'm proud of that because that's when you know the mangaka has its clear direction of where they know it's going and where the possibility for that. And that's a beautiful thing because it shows that for Undone Luck right now, the Ragnar can happen, right? Alvis brought up our boy Nico balls are in the air right next to the bike in those last in the in those last two double spreads in the last page, right? That was a cool shot, by the way. Cool shot. <clears throat> the the double spreads for under luck are always perfect, are always great. But then it makes you understand, like, okay, we have Nico balls in the air. That means he might show up next chapter, or just go straight to Ragnar or be the person to go with Andy in the next loop. Who knows? But that's what I love about it because it makes you ask questions, but you don't really have a good theory of where it could go because there's so many possibilities for this for this series to go in the next loop. Like, all right, cool. The loop happens. That means it's Andy and Fuku or Andy and Nico. Or we don't know. But that means what's next. Does it start next the, the next dozen years to build the to build a union, make money, have a mansion, uh, you know, work around the government. So all these things will be interesting. Or where there be time skips of how other audience will see things, you know, 100 years, 100 years later, move on. We go back to the present. We have captured the almost and everything else. So it's pretty interesting where this search could go. And to me, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, I agree. Um, there's a comment saying that I don't think when I read, I'm just enjoying the ride. That's the same. With Undone, like I could say this is one series that I just enjoy the read. And I don't try to look for tears. I don't try to see what's next. I just be enjoying, all right, cool, next chapter. Oh, cool. We see this nice ass bike and we see Nico's balls there. All right, cool. What's next? Eh, I'll find out next week on the next chapter of 112 of another. Like, that's me. And that's one thing I'm happy to say for this series. Not that, not that I'm saying that I don't like making up theories for MJ or JJK or One Piece or Black Clover or any other series, but it's sometimes good to just enjoy the read of a series and not try to be all this up and very skeptical on what's next. And that's what I like to do about it. Sam says the loop starts happening and we see cutscene panels of so, every character dying and hugging their loved ones for Ragnar. That's most like it could be. So there's 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 two things I want to say. One to to um Sam's point. How because I was literally just thinking before you type that if this, if and when this gets animated, this next transition of the loop would be so awesome for a movie. Because if you have like these like panel page turns and you're just seeing glimpses of like time flashing, again, you've seen like, you know, um, Barry and different stuff. You see people running through the time force and these different, there's these different scenes of timelines and we've seen all kind of different interpretations. So that would be so cool to have um, for a movie or even animation um, just for an episode. Uh, I think that'd be super cool. But the other thing that I wanted to point out is that this was chapter 111, 111. And that's an angel number. And it, in, in regards to uh, spirituality and biblically, it symbolizes a new beginning or a new cycle. So I, I, don't, I don't think that, I think that that was very intentional that this specific chapter number was this certain point at which we got basically the look of like, all right, 
again, the accumulation of all the things of the past world and, and taking that responsibility, putting it on Andy, the change of like, okay, Fuku's going to be the one, we're going to save these people. Again, a new cycle is essentially turning itself over right now based off of everything that we've known about this series to this point. That is true. Same brother, good point. Um, Andy needs to put Fuku in the loop part too. So I'm curious to see how they're going to work with her body still being a ghost, if I'm correct. She's still a ghost form, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm curious to see how is that going to bring that in. You're having some type of Superman reference. That is a good point. With that being a Superman reference with the pod, the whole planet being explosion, and you have to start the loop. It can go to a new planet. So I guess the new planet is the same thing as Earth. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And also, since we're right there, a big shout out to Project Manga as well. They also do a, a similar content like anime lately. So go check them out. They have a show. There. Their show drops Tuesday and Wednesday. If you're a Patreon, it drops like Monday evening afternoon is why I see my notification from Patreon most of the time. So definitely check that out. If you're a fan of Project Manga or a fan of us, you enjoy their content. Because if you haven't checked out, they do some great breakdown analysis of every other series on them. They do Ranger Reject and every other series of Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Jump. So I definitely go suggest and check them out. Yeah, honestly, honestly, Knox, I would say on that unlock might be the, the goat of pacing as it is right now. I, I don't know if anyone's handling pacing and, and just keeping, uh, you think about like, um, think about like making a sub, right? And you know how you got to cut into the sub and sometimes people cut into the sub and like stuff starts to spill out. Never happens with Ananel Lock. <laughs> it's a perfect cut every time. It's still neat and tucked. It's just, it's it's perfect execution. It's beautiful, man. I highly suggest also mentioning Jujutsu Kura um, from Weekly Shonen Jump. Both of these both of these series are doing great pacing. Um, both Ananel Lock and also Mishizuka Family are doing great pacing, both on their own and both moving the store along in a good pace where it doesn't feel rushed or slow. And also, they have such a great cast where each cast member has a story for a reason and not just being there, just to be there. Yeah, Sam, I, I think that there was kind of a slight foreshadowing of it needing to be both of them and the whole callback to the title of the series. But I've also been of the impression that it has to be either or Andy or Fuko. And I think it would make much more sense to be Fuko. And I think that's why Fuku was taken away from us at such a pivotal point in the story because... Fuku was developing at a very aggressive pace, um, you know, from a, a personal standpoint, uh, from a mental standpoint as well. Yeah, Alves, again, it's it pacing, pacing goat right now, man. It's just, it's great. It's really great. Yeah. And we keep, so... we keep people, people, I see people talking online a lot about like series seeming redundant and, you know, people starting to get a little fatigue. And I'm like, I don't know how, like, you guys are, like, even just in the shonen genre, not, like, uh, yes, some of y'all are just only reading shonen, and this is shonen ronin, and we focus on our shonen today. But, like, even in the shonen genre, I'm starting to see a lot of diversity in the way that storytelling is executed, and I really agree. I agree. Like, people, well, you know, the timeline likes to talk shit all the time, so I don't, I don't take their words with a grain of salt all the time. I only take it to... Is Andy Jake Lockley? No, and Jake Lockley is definitely Victor. <laughs> definitely Victor. Definitely Victor. Jake Lockley is Victor. I'll say Andy is probably Steven and Mark. I'll give Andy Steven and Mark. I'll give that. Yeah, I, I'm 
that's my that is my notion. Andy and Steve, um, Andy is Steven and Mark. Jake is Victor. Definitely for sure. <laughs> I'll uh, give it to that reference for sure. Yeah. 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 Would you agree with that, Kendall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's how that works. That's sad, though, but yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, Knox. Um, I... I suggest for you to check out our breakdown for Ibomaru that we did the review. It was only a good 10-minute review, so I suggest um, if you want to check out because we did a group breakdown with Ibomaru uh, mentally and psychic for that. It was really good. Nak said, Andy and Victor is like if Wolverine and Moon Knight did a fusion dance. Woo! Ooh. Now that's like that's the inner chaos mental state that I would Ooh, rather apply oh, wow. to Victor. Me. That is the chaos state I would like to apply to Victor Shit. right here. Wolverine. Yes. Shit, me just thinking about that got me like, damn, that's an interesting mix-up. Woo. Wolverine and Moon Knight. That yo, Marvel, that, that should be a what if scenario right there. A what if scenario right there. That'd be perfect. A Wolverine and Moon Knight, a little fusion dance. Ooh, that would be a little nice mixture. Have some type of, have some type of spellcaster and just put, and just put both up there. And then focal Wolverine and Rogue. Oh yes, yes. And what's up, Chad? I saw people join. It was Kirigaya. Welcome, welcome. You're not late. You got into the Dunlock combo. We're about to end it. So you got into this. We're about to jump into JJK. So rest in peace, Panda. Well, you know, he's feeling sometimes. Headless, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Gonna find that chapter real quick. Yeah, man. But so as we as we transition into um JJK. JJK, um again, guys, this was such a really, really strong week for having like a short release, not having as many series. Um, but while um while Bash is getting his stuff together, please, please, please don't forget to like, um, subscribe. Hit the share, share with your friends, post us, retweet our post on Twitter. Um, and of course, you know, feel free to tag us in some of your takes on the things that we're covering. Give us your theories, comment them below. Um, yeah, we love that for you. We love that for us. And if you're listening to the podcast, I definitely go check that out. All down below is all our friends, like Aniki, uh, um, Project Manga, every friends that we um, support are down on the YouTube homepage. Well, down below is all the links of where to find us and the team itself. But like Kendall was alluding to, we're here to do JJK Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 185. Bye bye bye. It's not by Britney Spears, but here our boy Panda because he <laughs> said bye 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 for sure. So, how are we feeling about this chapter, chat and Kendall? Because it was such a cute chapter. Our boy Panda, Monkey Gorilla, and I keep trying to figure that shit out. Is that a rhino? Is that yes, a unicorn? What the fuck a, is it's that? It's a rhinoceros. Um, but so not a rhinoceros. It's a triceratops. My bad. Anyways, it's definitely a dinosaur. Uh, shout out to Lamb before time. This is such a good buildup. So what the last couple chapters gave us was two JJK sorcerers being way overpowered and they're about to clash. That's like the overarching thing that basically happened. Yes, we got Panda. We got a little insight to the mental and the psyche and the visuals. Honestly, I think this was a prelude to say that Panda gets a power up, honestly, because they kind of say that, no, we're the, it's like we're the ones that has to leave Panda and Panda's a voice that's still present. 
So I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's like a, a death to the characters, but maybe some type of evolution or mutation to the way that they currently exist is probably about to happen. But again, like I said, there's a setup because the last fight um, was so overpowering in my opinion. And then now we have another display of like overpowering of like, we, we know Panda's pretty strong, man. Like yeah, he, he um, may not be the strongest, but he's pretty strong. And it was special too. And before the exam, it dusted. was um, it was it was suggested to go to special one. So sorry for Panda, Panda but so it shows that this character dusted. <laughs> he is definitely officially the Chad of JJK. And the question is, are we going to even ever see its final power up form of what Panda is really supposed to be? But Panda got literally and physically, emphatically dusted there is stuffing all over the place <laughs> now i get what you're saying Yo. that panda's gonna be all right but look it's hard to believe when lurdy if you look at page lurdy 16 panda's guts um every part of the body is on the floor with blood kind of too like it's kind of hard to believe that you're gonna be all right like like no problem and Lurdy be like, yo, your head on the stick. Lurdy, I mean, he your head on he the hasn't stick. He has lost his personality, though. Like, oh, yeah. Even, even a, until, he... like, the last chapter, like, he's still, he's still panda, you know? There's no sense of direness to it. There's just, like, again, again, like I said, this is the precipice of basically an evolution for panda, potentially. Um. So, yeah, this, 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 oh, my gosh. We, we, we always talk about how JJK comes back off, to, off of like um, breaks and like the, the break that led into what we've been getting right now, mm, Chef Kiss, it's beautiful. It is, and it shows like, so I feel like I forgot who said it was Alvarez or, or Kigaya or somebody else saying that this chapter felt weird because, so the way I saw it, the way I understood the comedy aspect of the three people inside the three people inside Panda's body. The way I saw it is that, again, the theme that we're going on with this type of issue is about the psychology aspect in the mentally of Panda. They have three personalities. Again, to like Muna, you have three personalities. You have Jake, you have Steven and Mark. For, for this is um, Panda, Gorilla, and the, um, Ty, um, the dinosaur. I forgot the name, but dinosaur. So they all have a little game a little conversation a little flashback in the head and look a little joking around but then it gets very dark it gets very serious and in that page of 14 and 15 where all three of them are crying because they realize that we're the ones being left behind so be a good brother and say goodbye like showing that they acted like all three of them were kids inside one body but then at the end they were all just done um, I would say just quoted three source star Dino Vash. That is virtual. I guess you could put it in that sense too. <laughs> but it just gets very sadistic what already happens at the end where all three of them were playing inside their head. And I'm um, fucking is that a whale in that in the dad double spread? The father thing? Yeah. I I don't know. I I stopped trying to understand it after the second time it showed up in a panel. <laughs> to be quite honest, I was like, what, "What? What? What is this?" I don't. I don't. I don't want to think about it too hard. Cool. 
cool. Because I mean, I'm trying to figure that shit out. I'm like, no, I don't know. Yes, I, I do recall on, on what was said in regards to creation. I do remember there being a previous reference to like father um, as well. So I knew immediately that this was like a psychosis cover of, um, you know, the internal mindset of Pancho. Yes, Long. Um, this feels like a slice of life. That's what I was trying to lead into. I appreciate for saying it. This is like a good slice of life story. And then it's kind of like any horror type of setup. You're having a good day. You're having a good life. And then the score changes. The real shit gets together. The murder comes and slowly walking. The camera peels in. And then that's what literally happens in page 6 and 17. You see a dead body of panda cut in pieces. And you put panda on a stick. And then it just shows how crazy it is, is real. And literally, our boy, Takari, literally gets on top with a type of roll, smashing down. I'm not sure if that's a building or a house or just some type of tower, whatever. But he smashed that like nothing. And then he was a dick. He literally said, hey, Panda, have you lost weight? Saying that he literally is a headless monster. Um, I forgot what's that type of monster but yeah that's fucking wild a little less complexity actually um from a storytelling perspective with jjk however um a different presentation that we've seen from jjk as far as execution in their storytelling um and i i'm glad because i i, I don't I, I was really trying to get out of the mindset that we're starting to kind of feel like a one-trick pony in the way that we're we're kind of showcasing things um, again, we'll see how the fight is executed. We, we usually don't get let down on the actual fights when it comes to JJK. But the way that the, the plot was pushed to this point, I think this is a very unique transition. And I like that that uh, the mangaka is challenging themselves, in my opinion, to kind of tell the story in a variety of different ways and in, in, in giving storytelling that is also uh, endearing and true to the type of characters that they're using. I think the choice of which character goes where and who gets paired together and what stories get told where, when, and why. It's 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 also intentional. It's also very much appreciated, at least for me. Um, we we really have to kind of like appreciate what that is. Again, uh, DJK has been good. It's it's not been missing. Um, Undead Unlock has been great. Not been missing. Like I said, I think Ayashiman is actually doing well enough to stand the test of times, man. I think it, I think it's gonna hang around for a little bit. I think it's it's really um a matter Ayashiman's gonna be in the perspective of can it continue to preserve and up the ante the way that JJK basically has been doing for us for all of these chapters. But I think Ayashiman does have that potential. Um will Shonen continue to push it forward? That's still to be seen. Um Ayashiman's still doing still doing fine. So much like much like Naksha said, Ayashiman's gonna be all right. Um, Question though to Chat and Kendall. Do we think Panda, I said, well, Panda, do, do you think Hakari killed the mangaka that he was fighting previously, or do you think he let him go and came to help Panda, or do you think if he killed him doing a snap and it came to save Panda? I think there's going to be a point at the end of this where they talk about points again, and I think we'll get clarification on what that is at that point. I don't think there's any reason for me to assume either which way. What we do know is the victor <laughs> was decided whether that's a team up whether that's total defeat i think it was probably more akin to total defeat just off of the way that their fight was ending but whether it was a uh, death or mercy uh, i think that's to be seen um but there was a gamble at play there so we'll see what that thing what that interpreted itself out to be but i think that'll be shown a little bit later towards the end of this fight 
It might be might be sooner than I think, but I think it would be towards the end of this fight or right after the end of this fight that we'll kind of get a a tie back to like you know to kind of finish up what that story was because we kind of did leave that story on kind of like a cliffhanger basically. That it part was because if I'm correct, um, chapter one eighty three ended up literally when he's saying I use skill to grab a hold of luck, and literally it was that's it. That was the last phase. So it was like. It was just spread the left, and then we go jump up to chapter one eighty four. Last week coverage we did. It was about a boy panda pretending that he was trying to actually be a panda, but then got snuff kick into the chest. I mean, punch to the chest because he was actually acting like a panda when he knew he was not supposed to. So it just showed the truth in the aspect. Any last thoughts to about JJK, our boy Kendall? Um. Uh. Someone made a point earlier, but I'm I'm glad that. Again, this is testament to the writing that I haven't had to think about, even though we've been asking for Suguna, Suguna, Suguna for like, you know, two chapters. I'm glad that I didn't have to think about um, any of the other main characters. Like, there's such a good storytelling that when we transition to a next scene and the next fight, I am focused and invested on what is happening in that moment. I'm not reading this and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on in this county, in this district, in this fighting area. It's just like, whoa what are we doing right now um not easing into action not easing into the storytelling um i i said that um undead unlock is pacing goat um as far as like total pacing but i think as far as being able to sustain a high um a high output right now um jjk is doing a great job at that um we know that they tend to have their little pits and but as of right now, again no break that was taken and we you know we've had golden weekend stuff uh jjk has not been missing um not too many chapters to be like oh man this is a chapter of the week and i still wouldn't even say that this chapter was basically chapter of the week we'll get to that later but i, I think that they're still putting out high quality chapters week after week after week without missing as of right now and i really appreciate it um like i said the pacing isn't dropping but the quality is still being maintained and that's that's great to see that I would agree 100% with the, um, with the series of JK because even though it did a crazy jump from going on Boy Hakari versus the Mangaka and then jump to Panda getting his ass wet, I'm like, yo, boy, we care about Panda. Get you how you heard our feelings, man. We're going to treat Panda like this. This is animal violence. But, I, but he said, you know what? I'm going to turn it up a notch. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of doing animal violence, I'm going to put him on a stick like a scarecrow. I'm going to have him like a headless panda. Like the headless pumpkin dude monster, so I'm like, okay, okay, we see your gadget. You don't, you, you don't give a fuck about pandas out here. I see. So it shows that gadget is a good writer. He knows what he's doing. He don't give a fuck about his characters. So shows that hey, this man don't show love. So it shows that he's doing what's right. Uh, what they they say they they better get rid of Chicken Moon. I don't read that. Can I get too much thoughts on that? I'm can you say I was told by my dad to care of my duties and he put that towards yeah. my sister or Walmart. I see. I yeah. see. You I think, that. I think we know we know what series are the the hot series in Shonen Jump. And Shonen Jump is never shy of of, of that because <laughs> you see which titles, I don't know if you guys have the app, but you see which titles are in the caption week to week. <laughs> you know which chapters Shonen Jump is in favor of because and that's the fun part, right? Is that Think about it that someone that's updating the app and stuff is actually they're actually fans too because they're like this is happening and also look out for this so they at least are fans or they understand what's the hype things that's going on in the series so um 
as far as what's going to get cut, <laughs> we'll, we'll see in a few weeks, actually, you know, in a couple of weeks, we should be having, um, should be having some updates on what series are probably about to get axed, honestly. That's true. But without further ado, let's jump to our flamey hot brotherly relationship that got cooled down in MHA chapter 353. Um, and our boy getting from a crocodile to Godzilla or to a gecko to Godzilla. No, no. I don't know if no. I want to push that far. I want to say one thing though before we go anywhere. The cover. Oh, that's a nice cover. I told y'all we had to get a color cover. It wasn't what I wanted, but we got the color cover. It was Todoroki. I really wish it was. I literally wish it was the move. I wish we got to see one of the moves in full color. But we did get full confirmation of exactly how um, the fire and ice looks across the 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 nexus of the chest of the core. Um, because that wasn't very clear. It kind of was all like a neutral kind of color um, on the the black and white spread. So <laughs> killer croc looking, yeah. But I, I I was really like I. Uh, that's how you start the chapter. That's how you transition the fight. That's how you push the sequence. Um, I think unfortunately for me personally, my my hot take is something bad's about to happen, and we know something's bad's about to happen because this is how my hero always tells the stories. So we had a good victory for the heroes. So now we must swing the seesaw pendulum back in a direction. So something critical in one of the different, because they showed us multiple different scenarios and multiple different like, like other fight um, areas. Something critical is about to happen somewhere. Um, I, I think there was some precipice, uh, not precipice, there was some um, pretense of there possibly being uh, the... Uh, Oh, I forgot. I forgot the uh, the uh, villain's name. But one of the Tatsuras escapees. I think that's going to be the next. It's not Spinner. I think Spinner is going to be critical. But the assassin um, that was from uh, Tatsuras, the other the um, other character that was there, I think. Rigiri. I, I don't recall right now. Uh, I'm not going to remember exactly without looking at it. However, comma, I think that's going to be pivotal. Um, I think also we saw that they ended um, on um, off of one. So, yeah, I, I think there was a lot. Like that opening cover and that final page and just showing the different quirks on each finger, <laughs> like that was intense, man. Like this was, this was a very neatly, um, neatly and pretty wrapped chapter in a lot of ways. And I really appreciated it. So for me, I'm going to say in the beginning of the chapter, uh, like Kendall said, that cover page is rightfully so. Because if you guys remember, the last time I bought Shota have a cover page, his flame and his cold fire or cold ice was not out in the open like that. It was just Shoto just trying to control his fire, trying to control his own body. Now, months later, I don't know when was the last time he did it, but I know it was like a year ago. So months later, a year later, I bought Shoto gets another cover page of an issue of my academia and he gets it where he shows his beautiful work his flaming hot and his cold ice and then it shows that even davi sorry night even endeavor psychic even his classmates are impressed and happy even endeavor even anybody that knows of the situation that shoto just had to do take down his own brother davi aka toya they know that that was such a huge outcome they're even spinner was shocked 
and I love how our boy Spinner said, no choice in hell that is true. There's got to be information warfare. What people don't get, misinformation warfare is such a critical type of concept in any warfare battle because any true information, sorry, any false information you give to the enemies, they could believe that's real and that could turn the tide. So mm-hmm. turning that on a, on a big announced speaker that Dabi lost and to, um, our boy Shoto won, that's a huge advantage to the opposing team and to the enemy. It shows it to both sides because now, now that gives more motivation to the classmates, to the other heroes, saying that, oh, shit, the big task that Shoto Todoroki, the son of Endeavor, had to task on his hand, and he got it done. He defeated his brother, the Blue Flame, and he took him down without killing him. That shows a big accomplishment for the hero side. And now for the enemy side, a.k.a. Spinner, he was like, no, no, that can't be the way. And showing that Abu Spinner had to ask for help by all for one to give him a higher type of mutation or higher type of increase of dosage in whatever his quirk, maybe um, was a um, quirk evolution, I believe what it was. He said, no, no, it can't be. He always had everything. He was jealous by Dabi. He was envious by Dabi because he always had everything. A reason to live on a goal. Power too. Things are like his conviction could never fail him. So Spinner was angry to believe that I was true for Dabi to lose. And that's such a powerful thing. When you have somebody that you envy and for that person who you look up to in a way, who you had motivation by, lose, your whole type of conviction now gets worried. Because your conviction used to be to protect Shiraki because of um, stain. But now to see that Davi, who's a person who had everything for him, and that he lost, it's like, fuck, now, like, what we're doing, is it what we're doing correct? So that's something that's so beautiful to tell. Sam says, Orphan One was flexing his quirks, yes. Tell that to the league players when they hear their teammates got the kill, they get the encouragement boost. Um, it's a war Kirigaya, tactic. It's definitely a war tactic. And Kirigaya said, I used to hate amateur for two years. Damn, why, Kirigaya? Then I confronted their topic and came to the conclusion that I love amateur and it's actually in my top 13 for enemies, but absolutely hate the fan base. Same here. That's why, I couldn't, that's why I do not connect with any fan base. Even as much as I love One Piece, I don't connect to any fan base because I just enjoy the mediums. I know their flaws, but I stay from the fandom base. I just enjoy our fan base my other friends, fan base, but the actual content of said media fan base, hell to the damn no. Um, or team death matches. So after avoiding it and finally going to watch the new seasons, yes, I suggest to watch the new seasons and enjoy mm-hmm. it. Obviously, it reminds me of some of the army morale strategies I've seen in character break in magic recently. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like in any battle like this, this is a war going on to save Japan. The heroes, the kids, the classmates are fighting in a war to fight the demon king is what he proclaims himself. The man to take over Japan. This is literally the battle to save a country under the break of control over a one ruler, a democracy. So this is literally the world. Japan's the country, but it's the it's like Japan is the 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 center point of of what will happen, because once Japan is taken over, that's it for everyone else. So, so with that being the case, it just shows that with a boy spinner, 
my uh, bow spinner had a whole mutation looking like I bought Godzilla here. And then it shows that, um, I forgot his name, um, the guy that has the arms and the legs um, being all extra ears and eyes. I think it's uh, Shoji. Shoji, yes. right? So right. I, I don't know why, but I really like this panel of him saying, Todoroki, I'm so proud I made it into your class. And then we see our boy Ida being right next to Shoto, being impressed. You're like, you have nothing to apologize for. Yo, how's he still alive? Like, it just shows that his classmates are proud of Shoto because they know how much Shoto has underwhelmed his character so much. And now he finally is breaking out of his character, out of his father's character. But my favorite one to give a reaction was a boy, where is it? Where is it? Did he give a reaction to, or was it very short? Um, Talking about Bakugo? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, Bakugo, Bakugo was basically like, I, I need you to do it. But again, we, we talk about Bakugo basically, you know, he's tough on the class, but he's tough oh, yeah. on the class because he holds the class to the same level of expectation that he has for himself. I actually want to focus on the villains, though. What's up? Because, one, I told y'all Dabby was going to survive this. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, I've literally said that like two or three weeks ago now. But yeah, because I, I knew, I knew that, light I knew that, that there panel, was, right? yeah, they, they say it. They say it like he, how would they literally say, how is he still alive? So I knew that there was going to be some type of accumulation of things that happened where there was going to be some type of big type of ice type move that basically somehow preserves Dobby to some form. We'll definitely obviously get into that way later on. That might play into the fight a little later, or it might be something post the, the fight, um, but we'll see. <clears throat> but the other thing is um, Spinner. So Ray always talks about this. Um, shout out to Ray Apollo. Um, when it comes to My Hero Academia and the quirks being so deeply connected to the personality and the mindset of these individual people. And we see, we see basically everyone kind of going into like, ah, oh, man, I'm proud. I respect this. Blah, blah, blah. But then Spinner is just like, he's, so we already know that Spinner has this kind of inferiority complex to him, but he has a lot of great power. And that's why Alpha One kind of covets him. And we, we see that again, where Spinner's kind of going back into like, he had everything, he had everything. And then you think about it, right? In Dobby's eyes, Shoto had everything. So there's a little parallel there as well. But you see him crack and you see his, his quirk basically evolve even further. You can see it. You can see that he, he even gets a little bit bigger, a little more ferocious um, in, in that transition of the page of him just being like, you know, this is the guy that had everything. This is the guy that I looked up to, the guy that I was trying to emulate. You're telling me this guy, this guy failed? Nah, that's impossible. And you see how that, that, that fully affects the way that the quirk starts to manifest itself. And I think we're going to definitely, again, it's, it's going to be interesting to see which one of these fights we turn or pivot our direction into. But I know that this stuff right here, this stuff right here is going to continue to be really, really good. After eons of time have passed, returning from his ultimate training arc, aka school, the man of culture have memes, the mastermind of anime lately team. He is the man of a thousand manga tabs, which is true, guys. The, the arbiter of greatness, the engineer of the best interest. Welcome back, Sam. The manga man. What year is it? 
I've I've awoken. It's the fact that you said that, and then all of that's in your face. (laughs) What what year is this? Where have I returned from? <laughs> Yo, Kendall, I kid you not. Me and Sam was talking about this last night about his hair and everything else. So, kid you not, we were dead. I was talking about this the whole day yesterday. What's still going? <laughs> what, what happened? What what time is this? <laughs> Who's president? <laughs> is there still a pandemic? Yes, Sam. There's still a pandemic. Has One Piece ended yet? No, we're still going on chapter still a thousand. You're right now going on right now. Is Twitter still being toxic? Uh, oh, that's never going to be changing. It's, 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 it's no longer called Twitter. It's called um, Musk. <laughs> Damn you, Elon! <laughs> um, Sam, you want um, you want Twitter message or you want iMessage? I mean, uh, either one is fine. I'm gonna have to switch devices, so uh, I'm gonna have to leave this one from my phone and have to switch to the other one. Though, so mm. it's fine. Probably send it on Twitter then. So while we get Sam right back in, um, yeah, like I said, jumping back, I just wanted to hyper-focus on Spinner because I feel like we got a lot of things around the psychosis of the heroes and the rest of the class, but that was actually like a big, a big tone. And the fact that that was actually like smack dab in the center of like the chapter sequence, like episode, like, like, like page-wise, it's like in the middle of the meat of everything. And you you get like you get this quick reference to um to the other classmates but like you really get this hyper focus on two things you get a hyper focus on spinner and you get a hyper focus on the attack on the psyche of endeavor and awful one rips into him (laughs) justifiably so rips completely into endeavor in a way that is is it's so, so healing to me. It's so beautiful. I really appreciate it. I hope it hurts him a little bit more than a lot. Um, because I think, you know, there's, we know as a reader, there's understanding that Todoroki took this upon himself. Todoroki knew innately to himself that he was the best person to deal with Dobby. But we still understand that Endeavor is this person who, it's not to say that his mental state is fragile. However, he does carry a a great mental burden comparative to the rest of the other heroes that are part of this operation um even i think even seeing um all mike's reaction to todoroki and and kind of them having to kind of tell like all my like yo all might pass the message on you know like it wasn't like all might's first instinct to be like i'm gonna pass this message on so we know that they're both all might and endeavor are kind of struggling with the the adaptation of the new roles that they find themselves in in regards to yes and I think that it's, again, it, it really goes to focusing on the villains because you get, we, we haven't had um, independent of Shigaraki all for one nar- um, narration in a while. And it, it was, again, it was, it was really good. Uh, a reminder of who this man is, a reminder of why uh, he is the sinister villain that he is. And it's not just about his manipulation of quirks. <laughs> it's his manipulation of words. This is manipulation of, of my mind states. This is it's this man is truly 100 percent In case you all forgot, he is the villain. And I think this is actually another setup for um Shigaraki a little later on to put like a um putting kind of like a a goal to meet, sort of, you know. But uh I'm I'm here for some awful one action again. I'm I'm hyped to see. What, what type of um, exchange and fight that we get out of this um, interaction. Because I think it's going to be really good. Again, I'm really, 
I'm so more confused than I was at the beginning of this. I kind of knew that Davi was going to be one of the first couple fights in Toga. And that was that was that that was just what it was. I really have no idea. At least right in this very moment, um, upon just reading everything, um, you know, a couple hours ago, I don't know what are the next two stages that we're gonna look at. Uh, again, like I said earlier, I think it might be that um, that escapee, and then I'm wondering, uh, who else? I think something with uh. Giganta with Alpha One has to kind of it would it would make sense for those two to be paired together in a sense, um. But also it, it would make sense for Spinner and Giganta as something leading towards Alpha One. So maybe those would be the last three out of the set of fight sequences that we were kind of basically alluded to where we're gonna jump to next. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, um, to say the least, um. But yeah, so I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna stop right there. We got Sam back. Sam, once again, welcome back. Uh, I'm glad. It's been too long. It's been too long, my brother. So I'm, welcome back. I'm glad that the <laughs> I'm glad that hopefully the worst of it is over at this point. <laughs> well, he has until I mean, I, to find I mean, out the scores, so it's not yet there. Not yet there. Yeah, like I said, hopefully the worst of it <laughs> is behind. But enough school talk. Like you, you, you see me with a full beard and longer hair next time if that's gonna happen. <laughs> Ma with the master Roshi um uh, turtle shell on your back. <laughs> yeah, I mean all my hair will be white by then. It's like, oh man, I gotta keep going. Fuck white. But yeah, man, again, glad to be back. Oh man, it's been a long time, like over a month now, I believe, since the well, last time came on. How this how has this arcs um arc itself have been hitting you? How has this fight of Shoto and Dabi hitting you? So okay. Um people would say it was a little short, but I think it was on the right pacing where there's already so many other fights happening at the same time. There's also like other things that happen at the same time. And you want to wrap up one of the major stories, which was the Todoroki story, the Endeavor story, the Shoto story, the Dabi story, Toya story. All of it came together, the backstory of it all, how it wasn't just to, uh, the doctor who helped rebuild Toya's body and flames and all for one did that. No, it was also it was more towards more for Dobby in itself. Well, Toya seeing that nothing has changed, even after his death, his father still being a douchebag, he's still see, training Shoto. Toya still seeing Shoto, Toya still seeing Shoto as the the, uh, the, the chosen one kind of thing, because he's the one that has both the ice cork and the flame cork. And he come, he come to the fact where like, you know, fuck this, Toya means nothing to nobody in this entire thing. I'd rather just be at someone else and it's me as Dobby. Like at least he's a new person. He's a different personality where at least when he makes something happen in the real world, there'll be real impact and consequences that's happening. Because Toya doesn't seem to be the person that does anything. Toya, no, no matter what Toya does, nothing seems to be happening and changing. So I might as well like be let Dobby be, let Dobby be Dobby, let destruction happen. If anything worse came to happen, worse consequences, I blame Endeavor because he was the person that made me become me. Even when I was to do something good, it still does nothing changes. If I do something bad, nothing happens unless if I was named Dobby, if I was named Toya, if I was named Dobby, I could do whatever I want, just kill anybody I want. And all the blame would go towards my father because of how he raised me and what of a piece of shit he was. Um, and that sort that when we you guys 
just spoke about the core within Davi that's keeping him alive. Um, I know I've heard of the um, the will of flame, the heart of flame, and all that stuff to keep you encouraged. But sometimes you need a uh, a coolant, like a um, a resistor in a way, a capa- like a something to help you that it doesn't burn that part of you, so that you don't like everything burns up and die kind of thing. There's a good chance it might be that small ice quirk late in the game awakening that so to speak but um it's possible because even Shoto was able to unlock some uh, some sort of like a frost flame kind of thing that's been happening like even if it's you see fire you touch it it doesn't burn when you see ice it's when you poke it it doesn't freeze you don't feel the cold and chill um I think it would be symbolic it would be uh to know that sh- Shoto is the one that helped unlock it from Dabi. Yeah. But do you think? But do you think that we also have the scientists? Because remember when the scientist said that he did some experiments to Dabi? Remember, no, he really didn't do anything to him. He just said he just repaired his body. That's it. And like what kept so Toya alive was. You don't think in those repair of his body, he probably didn't add anything of his own. So (laughs) that might be touching into vigilantes. But but the doctor did mention said that he he really didn't do anything, and it was just him repairing his skin, his body, with uh, all for one as well. Remember, he could they couldn't control him. He was the uncontrollable like hell's fires, the devil of hell's fires and flames. And this was something that even we did not even want to touch or even get into. So they didn't really do anything to him. They just all he did was just heal his body and like let him go, just let him do what he wants and wreak havoc. That's really what anything needs like i mean we had other test subjects you killed it we can't control you um let just let him out in the world and let him do what he wants to do and if he come if he happened to come back you like maybe we could do a partnership or something that's technically what entirely happened because dobby remembered the doctor he remembered the situation the doctor was wondering why Dobby was still alive after all this time when he was supposed to only live for like less than a year and so to speak. But again, it speaks to what we've been, what we've been speaking about in this current um, theme going on is about your conviction about it, like of what you're determined to do. And it shows that what Dobby was determined to fight, destroy his family and everyone else. And plus I want to add what, about what Kendall said about all my all my being quiet, but also being impressed, like Todoroki kid, yes, such a huge dealt to deal with your family and everything. And I love what they said. Like at first, all my as a teacher, he's that a teacher first. He's a mentor. Yes, he was a hero, but he's not here anymore. No he's retired. But now he's a teacher and mentor at first. So for him to hear that his student defeated his brother as an enemy and had to take him down. He was proud of that at first, but then he had to remember that he's also a person in the front line to let all the news be reported. And that's what he had to do. So it was such a powerful thing that he had to express this information to Turoki and everyone else and to Mina. Like Red Riot was was also even excited that like that got him even right up. Like, hey, if our very own people, Turoki and everyone else is doing good at their job and test, what does that make us any different to do what we got to do here? So it just shows that. And and plus, um, I, I think Sam said in chat or before somebody else, when it, even Bakugo, who used to call him hot and, um, hot and yeah. cold, 
Ice he actually hot. said Todoroki. That's a very thing. Once you say somebody by their name, that shows an amount of respect in Japan. When you don't say a nickname or something, but you say an actual name of their first and last name, that shows an amount of respect. So that also shows of how much Baku was proud of him as well. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think, I think Bakugo, Bakugo really has the highest expectations for his peers comparatively. And I think that's kind of like a testament of like, okay, now you're doing that thing that I thought that you could do. Now you you ready to be in the realm of where I am at, you know? It's, it's, it's not like that, like that egotistical of him, but it's also very much so like his way of showing care. You know what I mean? He's always been that tough love character, but you've always known that he supported his, his you know, his peers, his classmates, you know, even going back to like the school festival and all of those different things. He just has to do things on his term and he likes it to be done in the best way possible. And I think comparatively to everyone else, this is um, this is the first character. Um, I don't know if I want to discount Raka's interaction like that, but but Todoroki really takes the first step of like fully challenging everything comparatively to the rest of the classmates. Um, again, I, I think I don't know if the Toga thing is completely resolved and Raka's situation is fully resolved. So I'm, I think I can confidently say that Todoroki is the first to have this this really big staple point. That, that comes in there at this point. And again, the thing that each of these fights are going to discern a certain type of path to which we go. Like I said, we know we're going to get a little swinging back and forth because that's how My Hero Academia does. Like he, he's, he's very much so loves the villains as much as he loves the heroes. And I don't care what anyone says, I'm going to stand behind that. Very much so has a lot of love for the characters, the personality and the characters of the, the villain characters just as much as he does the heroes. And I think that there's going to be important to see certain air quotes wins for the villains and how that um, pushes the narrative of the story is going to be real key. I definitely agree because like there's member, um, I think it was, was it her name was Momo or I'm sorry, a pinky. Like she pinky, over, yeah. she overheard mm. that the, when the convict villain was like, yeah, just like that UA teacher. What? Yo, <laughs> I saw the I saw the rage hitting. She was boys. triggered. She was she triggered, was triggered <laughs> until like Red Riot just kind of like, I'm back, I'm back up here. He never heard, he didn't hear it, but like and... he came Yo, at he the right the time. Audacity to say that shit, like to just say that you a teacher would kill her. I'm like, boy. But but that like, also but... goes to we know that those two have a certain dynamic as far as their friendship going way back to elementary school and how they look up to each other, basically. So that's Again, another beautiful tie in 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 the, in just like the planning of when to execute that specific series of points, and then the way that they showed, oh, the way that they showed her in the little small panel, and they was just I was just like, oh, I was gripping my chest. I was like, y'all have to put like, her put her in the screen like that. That's, uh, but you that's a it. smart. That is a smart strategy too. Like again, in warfare, once you say something out loud, for you know, like yeah, to like a kill your comrade last week, it shows. That that's a smart type of. I mean, like that—that's that's, that's, a, lot, that's your... a little too broad. It's more of a, not not a, It's more of a subtle way where you had no idea that you had any relations towards the other person. It yeah. just sort it was, of it was motivation. It was motivation. It was just again like uh, not not knowing exactly where. I think that's gonna probably be the next big fight that we transition to, honestly. Um, but I think not knowing where it was kind of that point of like, hey. You know, kind of like just in the caught in the fog of war thing. Like you're just sitting there and you're like, oh man, you're getting this news and you're like, all right, we gotta we gotta do our thing. And then you're you're trying to get hype hype yourself up, right? And then you hear, 
yeah, that's why I killed your mentor. <laughs> like, it's really just like, um, I think it's more so to more so to the writing um, and the mangaka than it is to um, kind of like the mental state of just like trying to manipulate the war, if that makes sense. So it's, it's more so to the characters than it is the overall war that I think that piece is there. But I think Vash still has a very good point. I think there's that underlying tone of like, maybe it was intentional we know that there's been a lot of other characters that have kind of said things to kind of stab at the heroes. We see all for one kind of getting in the headspace. So what if that was a strategic move? What if it was something that was kind of laid out there intentionally hoping that, you know, maybe they can get one of the key components off, but then you have Red Riot come in who we know is that kind of like fortitude of like solidarity for the class, honestly. So I think that's important. Um, and I think each of the scenes we saw one of we saw the pairs of classmates where it's like one is like this and the other classmates like nah pull it together so i think that was just kind of what that scene was and then there's like another weird different fight in division where fat gum and ayama are fighting an assassin mm -hmm. yeah a, fo a former member that used to work with uh conquer dictator mm -hmm. the dictator court mm -hmm. so him the, the assassin threatening Ayama and his family, like, like after your betrayal, you know, we're going to go after you and your family kind of thing. Yet Ayama, like, he's scared, but, like, we says, like, merci, like, meaning thank you, meaning, like, let it happen. I, I chose this for a reason. I want to yeah, be a this, hero. The retribution, he was like, I, I got to I gotta make, I got to pay my men's anyway. So, if, you know, if I, I took it as if you're going to look at me instead of everybody else, I think that's what that was for me. He was like, you know what, good look at me bring bring all of it to me and uh if it's good motivation for him in that fight it's gonna be it definitely will be interesting to see how that will go through because mm -hmm. like isn't supposed isn't uh sun eater supposed to be with them or no uh, sunny sunny's in the group with fat gum so yes yeah, I, think, I think you're right so he should be there uh, in the back or because like because we already know red riot is with the classmates and stuff like that mm -hmm. and like I don't believe, wait, was Ayama went with the group? Went with Fat Gun's group, and that's what to speak? And he didn't stay in a... He stayed he, with them. He stayed with them. And I'm very happy he did because it's interesting. The smirk he did, and he said mercy. I'm curious to see if we're going to no, see a different... Mercy is, is, is French. I know it's French. I know, but that's his word. Like, that's his word, mercy. Like, that's his word that when he's calm or we act like he knows what to do. But yeah, he's used it before. I get what you're saying. So yeah. my question is, is that is he is he ready to take on this serious personality now of his, where he can actually use his quirk in a instead of a foolish way? Like, can he can he can he control this quirk of his? Does he have some type of mental state to actually use his quirk against on a battlefield, or was he or would he be useless? That's what I'm curious to see about Ayama now that he has his conviction. He's determined to help out. Deku and the heroes in the classmates. Is he going to be upfront to it and actually be useful for Fat Gum and the others that's with him right now? That, that's what I'm trying to wonder for his character. I don't think Ayama's useless. Like, he was able to use his quirk to attack all for one, like, way back in the beginning mm -hmm. when this arc well, started. Sorry, like, I'm not saying useless in a bad way, but I'm saying, like, would he be more useful than a one on one fight? Like, would he be useful yeah. in a group type of battlefield? Because this is a war right now going on. 
So well, he's not he fighting be... all for one. So yeah, he should be fine. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he was more towards his, his shock and scare is more towards all for one than really the other villains. Yeah, I think I think without all for one being directly in his presence, he can muster up enough courage to be to be useful. But I kind of I kind of get where um I kind of get where Vash is coming from because it's still I think there's still part of his mental that isn't necessarily up to where it could be with certain things. But he has shown, like Sam said, he has shown at the beginning of this that he's he's ready to push back. So hopefully, you know, that that was basically the start of this whole fight sequence was him. So I think uh, I think there's I think there's some good room for it. I'm just I think there's going to be a point where he tries to sacrifice himself. <clears throat> and I'm wondering how um, that's going to be handled. I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that there's going to be a point where he he's still he's still going to feel like he's responsible and he has to make amends and he's going to want to put himself in front of the damage, um, whether whether how and when and for what reason they really put behind that motivation for for that that moment. I think it's going to be important. Um, I think uh, it would be cool for him to die um, for some more motivation for um, for uh, Deku. It would be interesting. I, I, I'm very uh, much understanding of the shonen trope of using someone important to thing. And I think he's the most dispensable, important person on the field right now. And to add to that, um, talking about most important person on the field, I'm curious to see how the altercation between All for One and our boy Endeavor is going to be. Because our boy literally, literally said, this is why you lose number one. Literally has five fingers and showing that each of them has its own quirk. So he's just flexing. He's just yeah. flexing. Like, he's like, flexing, but like, what can Endeavor remember? Remember, they're, they're not supposed to be the ones to take. They weren't gonna take down all for one. They were supposed to stall this all for one, so Deku could get to Shigaraki all for mm-hmm. one, so that he could take them down. If anything, they're just the they're just buying the time, they're just trying to be the distraction for like the other people to take care of Shigaraki. Because if as long as they take care of Shigaraki. They get, they get to breathe another day. Like, they get right. to live another day, that sort of speak. But then, like, for the main old body all for one with all the quirks and everything like that, like, you could just spend time and plan and do this all over again at a later time. But you want that later time to be not today. You want to live oh, yeah. today. Right. So knowing that, they, know, they both know they're not going to be able to keep up with the old all for one. Regardless, so even if he's much weaker now and everything, I don't think there's they still wouldn't be able to stand a chance with the uh, the old body bigger all for one. If anything, if somehow they actually manage to like get him down or kill him, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that his consciousness would just go all of it would go straight to Shigaraki all for one body. That is true because part of his all for one already has the cork is already. State. He has to yeah, copy Quirk. Right. The original Quirk is in Shigaraki, so... So you're right, yeah. So he could. So if he does go down for the count or does could possibly die, at the end of the day, he could go and be done with... Damn, this, you're all right. Yeah, this old body don't need this anymore. I mean, I never, I never needed this old body because it's right there. My new body was just playing yep. the role. Yeah, um, I, yep, I agree. It's, it's some type of, like I said, it's some type of step to either set up for taking over the body or for Shigaraki. I think it should be Shigaraki because I think Shigaraki is the true parallel to Deku. But I think it's still the setup of like, here's here's the goal that has to be reached. And All for One is not like All Might. Like he's, he has, 
healed. Like he doesn't have a crit, like a super, super critical injury. He's been sitting, chilling, pretty much healed up to fight. <laughs> like hey, he, can, he can fight. Do you guys find it weird? In page nine, our boy Cero uh literally just had the da da da. And our boy um Howard don't really waste a panel. So do you think Sarah was just shocked that our boy Shoto won? Or do you think that he was just didn't know what to say? Or do you think I don't know, like I just find that that that, that like it's just a red herring. Hmm. I don't know, I just find like a red herring within that comment. Like he said, Oh, we we I, have I thought... to celebrate his win when the battle's over. I remember people saying that he was outmatched. Yeah, I think that was... I feel like he was one of those people saying that he's outmatched. You can't That's do it. That's what I got from it. I got okay. from it as, as he wasn't okay. confident that that was necessarily the best matchup. Or maybe there was some type of hesitation from him in just regards to the whole operation. That and now sense. he feels guilty because he maybe he was one of the people that was sitting with some doubt about what the operation was. And he's like, damn, I really was doubting my classmates kind of thing. And instead of him having a line... And I think it's also pertinent that you notice his mask is on. And even when his mask is on at times, he usually shows his eyes or his expressions. There's no expression at all there. He's, his face is fully covered. So yeah, that, that, that was definitely an interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up. That was definitely something that did. It did catch my attention a little bit, but I don't think it was to that extreme. I think it was just like a... a I was hero, wrong. A hero <laughs> was too stunned to speak. <laughs> Probably could be it. Like, yeah, because when I read that, that's... That, one of the panels that kind of like, wait, Hori, why did you put that in? Well, what was the comment for? Show to win it, but you make sense, guys, about that he was probably one of the people that agreed that, hey, he's probably outmatched. So I do agree on that, which, which he did prove him wrong. So in that sense, Sam, get any last thoughts on? Well, I was going to say, like, even Grape Boy himself was like, got his like teeth grin and be like, okay, one of our friend wins. I got the encouragement, but I'm also wrong from that point. If you go to uh, page six and you mm-hmm. look at the great boy. Ah, uh, yes. He's a fucking great boy. He, he's always scared. And I'm going to guess that's where the tear is coming from. But like, I think he's also one of the doubters of Todoroki being able to beat Dabi kind of situation. Of thing. course. It's because we... Wait. Hold up. Is it me or did I just notice? In one of the villains in that, is that the same purple ghoul or green ghoul that was back in episode one or chapter one of MNJ? The, the muck guy? Yeah, the mug or the yeah he the he was what, yeah talking yeah about from episode one from the beginning <laughs> yes that, that, that's that, him that right sli- that slime monster thing yeah it yeah. looks it definitely looks like him he, he's everywhere I, I see him everywhere he does randomly I just know that wow he literally is there like hey I'm going from back to round two versus all my like my dude you're father now right I mean he's not fighting all might so he has a chance. Yeah, he, he was he was strong. He really did just bump into all might. He was just doing low class villain type stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I was gonna go into Spinner real quick. How he got that super size big look is because of all for one. Because if you see the next chapter, the reason why I said that Toya, aka Dobby, did not want to, did not have any other power ups or did not borrow anything is he's like, I don't need any of that crap. It's mm-hmm. all it's all me. All 100% me, this power quirk, this blue flame, everything is all me. I don't need any like booster endowments or any of that because we already know if it was all, if all for one does something, there's going to be some like backlash and side effect tricks to it. Mm-hmm. 
remember our girl, the sniper girl, got blew up. Yep. Yeah. And uh, if anybody has more than multiple quarks, it's gonna blow up. And that's why I feel like Spinner might not be living at the end of this. Yeah. Oh, yep. so you think yep. that he put a? Do you think he put his um a sales place? Was it word um? No, it's just it's just the no so no like, no. So it like, was in I wish, general. I wish we could put like chapter thirteen up on the screen, like the page thirteen. I mean, up on the screen because so so what what it goes is um Dobby's like like I need any of that crap, and he he walks off right, and then I don't need no extra cork. I don't then, need any of the protection. Right. I'm all for me, all for me myself, and I. And you see Spinner, you see all for one's hand, and the shadow figure, and Spinner is like basically being turned. And what's and like, yo? Like and what's he's sad? Coddled and walked into the darkness, and I think that again, I don't need any of that crap. Like Sam is saying, is the enhancements right? And so Spinner is like, I don't have the strength on my own. So I had to turn to get these additional enhancements from all for one. Um, and what sucks and is that he it's also knows to... that he didn't want to, but he knows he has to if he wants to protect Shiggy, if he wants to be part of the cause, if he wants to be part of the war. He so... cannot just be an old timer type of lackey who just has this type of basic type of a basic type of gecko skills or quirk, but he wants to like, how can I? Elevate my gecko quirk into something better. Let me go to all for one and get this, you know, extra size, super size Godzilla drug or aka the Hulk. No, remember his arm too. His arm yeah, has. His if you arms. go to the next page, his arm has some kind of like a sword spike kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, even even the bottom of that page talk about foreboding ooh. and possible deaths. Todoroki, da da da. I'm so proud I made it into your class. Now that sounds like some dead stuff right there. <laughs> that sounds like beckoning your deck right there. It's like, oh, well, it's also I'm glad I got to meet Ooh. everyone. <laughs> he became the abomination. Does it give name for spinner? Abomination. Oh, no, not spinner. Oh, not abomination. <laughs> oh no. But like I, I get where Spinner's coming from because every per people he loved, the original team technically going down one by one. You got twice down. Toga's yeah. about to, it's getting twisted down. Dobby just went down. Like it, it's affecting him slowly. Each and every, technically, even Shigaraki is down. He, he, and he saw that in front of his face, and it's not even his fault. That wasn't even the hero's fault. It's because mm-hmm. of, remember, Spinner, of Spinner, remember, Spinner was a candidate too, right? Exactly. Spinner, yes. Spinner was a candidate for host. So he had some potential to. Yeah. Yeah. Even, can you repeat that? that was um, can was saying. No, could you cut off? Yeah, so even what Sam was saying about like potentially taking over another body, that could be Spinner's body. Spinner was another potential candidate. I feel for... like it's a back a, f- a backup case in case Shigaraki is dead or goes down. I can't escape right. with Spinner kind of thing. But like, like we've discussed, like if, you, if a person has multiple more than one multiple quirks within them, like, like just not not born with it, the body is gonna deteriorate. It's gonna yeah. destroy itself. So it's going to be on its own ticking time bomb. Um, but it's also the show of leadership, too, because you guys discussed this, that Spinner is the leader of the movement of the... Uh, uh, what, oh, the mutants. Called? The mutants? Yeah, the mutants. And, like, you know, you can't just stay as a gecko mode kind of weak leader figure. You, you have to show dominance and that sort of stuff. You have to be a big, powerful being. And... He had to borrow all for one. But then again, that was all from all for one's manipulation. Like, hey, you know, you you could be the symbol of all these mutants in these courts. You could be 
this guy's in first. People are going to be respecting you. People need to look up to you. You're going to need all those powers and that sort of stuff. Even though Spinner never really wanted that in the first place, he was just given, he had to roll with it. And now he has no choice but to like go to the end of the ropes with that motivation and goal and that conviction that he actually technically even Spinner's own conviction kind of it's a little twisted now. It's it's a little it's pretty bent to the point where he doesn't even recognize his own convictions oh. anymore. The reason why he sees Dobby as like I don't see how, how could he lose? He never bent. He never strayed. He never gave up his own entire goals of conviction. Whereas I like, dude, I don't even know what I'm fighting for anymore. Like I don't even know what was this entire point of this entire process. I'm I'm listening to some big dude, powerful dude, who's telling me to like, oh yo, your process is this. You're your motivation is this, your conviction is this, and this entire time, like, no, I just wanted a better life for my, for me and people like me. Next thing you know, you become like dictator, kind of a monster movement, that sort of stuff, where you want to kill innocent lives just to get your point across and everything. And it just, it's a complete, it's a complete 180 of what you wanted to have and the goal to it. And now uh- he's, I was going to say, I, I was going to add to what you're saying, because even Alvarez brought up Malcolm X Spinner versus MLK Shoji here. And I see that possibly being a fight because Shoji is right there. And him saying that comment towards of what Kendall said, Todoroki, I'm so proud I made it into your class. That is probably a red flag because we know Shoji could add additional body parts of his arms. And if he lose additional party parts, it doesn't hurt him in a mental state, but it hurts him physically, but he could just regain those body parts. So still, it's going to be a mutant versus mutant here in a way. Like if you go into Which is a like very interesting, route. good matchup in a sort of way where like Shoji can literally be the martyr or at least be the hero to see for the other mutants where this is not being like, rebellious being angry at everything doesn't have to always be the choice in the matter like you, you guys made your point by this with the destruction of uh uh Gungo village and everything that destruction and the whole we could have it you guys made your point we are in a stage of rebuilding we can rebuild where you guys can have an equal and safer life kind of thing now because like your point had came across. Everybody's been affected by it. There are still innocent people that's that's just like us mutants. But like, there's no peace if one has to dominate the other side. There has to be an equal um, equal level of peace, respect, and uh, love for one another in order for a world to change, not for one side to over-dominate the other side, so to speak. That's what I think. That's why I feel it's a good matchup to see. If, if Shoji dies, um, that'd be sad. That'd be tragic. But I would definitely see, I would definitely hope that he becomes the martyr in the entire mutant group where they kind of surrender. 100% agree. And like, it shows for the character of the mutant, it shows up how much love Hori has loved on Marvel Comics, comics of the West. Like we have Professor X versus Magneto, two ideologies that chooses to save the mutant uh, 
the mutant, the mutant humanitarian side. But Professor X seems like he wants to join them and protect both sides. Magneto wants to destroy one side and save the other. It's the same thing here with the Demon King, with Spinner, and that ideologies is ideology is a powerful thing. Is that how far would you go for conviction? It shows that shows you Todoroki. It shows that these characters have each of their own ideology, each of their own conviction. But who's the stronger to win and outlast the other? And it shows how powerful that is. So I love this chapter for this. It shows the small type of snippets of each person's ideology and what it is and how they're motivated. And the beautiful power thing of announcing who has won so far in a warfare could change any tide. It could change any win. Just like Kendall said, that next tide that could win could go to 0 for 1. My boy here is flexing with five fingertips. But he, he literally said, I could throw you any single quirk. I got every single little finger. He showed one hand. I believe that was the right hand. Next hand could be the left hand. Boy, get another five fingers. Boy could show the toes next. Be like, hey, you can't see me. I got toes out here too. With, with each of them got special quirk. So my man got ready. My man got the, our mission ready to show what he can do and show up front. At least I think it never heard the news, but I don't think all for one heard about it. He, all for one was just playing more mind games. Like, oh, you're letting your sons fighting each other instead of you coming in the middle kind of thing. That or so he might when, give a when fuck. in truth, the never is just like, okay, I'm glad my son was able to stop my son. <laughs> Let's speak, but yeah, at I, least think that's, he I think that's a big open to next week's chapter is probably gonna be. I think you open immediately because like remember, like never uh, okay, that was Hawks. That says here comes the mind games. I thought it was endeavors, like, yeah, here comes all these mind games coming in, more of an all for one saying, Oh, you heroes just have so much to protect, right? Endeavor says nothing. Right. Yeah. He doesn't he say nothing. anything through that whole entire exchange. So I think that's how you even start. You mm-hmm. probably start the next chapter, honestly. So. Oh, yes. Don't don't even say one word. Just go. Just don't give him any. like. I think Endeavor is just shocked from the turn of events. He expected Shota to win, but I guess he didn't expect Shota to win. Like he was more of like having his two sons fight. You love both no matter what. You know one fuck up. No, he had to, he had to, no he had to rely on show to remember his no, no, family. Yeah. No, no, his entire no, no. family no, no. came but to see him. But what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is just for him to actually hear the confirmation that his son won. Like he knows that he was hoping for him to. Well, he knows Shoto was gonna you know defeat Dabi and Toya. So, and so I think I think but I feel my, like his my, eye expression is like fuck, my son did it. It's like annoying that you're also in battle. You also need to have a clear face, but also that cannot change. But your it's mood, also it's also emotions. good it's also good news for him yes. knowing that Shoto won, knowing that Toya is still alive, it gives him hope and motivation. So that like, was okay. my question to you guys: is that are we sure that Endeavor knows that Dobby's alive? I think mm. that might be even point of the the point mm. of like silence and confusion because it's like yeah, you know mm. that the fight was won. But it's like you don't know the state of your son because we know that Endeavor still cares. Like Endeavor, he's still a father. Never, he's still a father, Endeavor, no matter what. Endeavor, no matter how much we like he, to he, hate he on been... him, Endeavor never stopped caring about, um, about him. He's been he kept searching longer than anyone else kept searching for him. So it's still, I think, for him, it's just like, what does this even mean, kind of thing. And again, if if he Did... doesn't, if he, if all he heard was. Well, Shoto, um, did, did he put him Sh- down? Kind of right. Thing. He doesn't know like how the actual battle concluded. That's true. I think that's what that hesitation and that kind of like silence is there for. And I think, I think, I think Ng is capable. I don't, I don't think that's something that that is gonna really stop him from doing his job. 
I think it would be funny to see another um, Shoto Scream panel <laughs> at this state. It would be super random, but like, it would be pretty funny to see that. But I think, yeah, I think he doesn't know the full dynamics, and I think that's what his pause is. I think his pause is like, shit, well, I'm glad he won. I needed him to win. I wanted him to win. I was rooting for him, but like, what does that mean for this? And what does that mean for me? It could also be him looking like, ah, like him thinking like, okay, this is another burden off of my, my back. This is, I can focus a little better now. And it could be him, comp- what we could have seen really was him compartmentalizing like what's going on on the battlefield to in, like tune his focus even more. So I think either like the beginning or the end of the next chapter is going to be like Endeavor's kind of feedback or rebuttal to- But then again, see there. he, he, he kind of, Endeavor had to know about Shoto's motivation where he doesn't want to kill like Dobby because he's his older brother and this entire time he's been talking like I just want to talk to my brother I just want to talk to my brother I just want to talk to my brother even up to that last chapter previous last week's chapter with the whole like flashback of both of them when they're like just like in their younger kids days like you literally have sibling fighting right sibling fighting each other up to like last panel of how much impact how much stronger Shoto has gone into I don't think motivate I don't think uh, if, uh, and NG doubts Shoto's motivation because his motive has Shoto's motivation is his family's motivation. They all just want to see the oldest son back home just so they could talk to him or something. Just, I don't know if rehabilitation is going to be a possibility, but as long as he's still alive, whatever remaining time that Dabi has, uh, we'll see because. Now and never, I feel like I'm really hoping he doesn't feel like, all right, if both my sons are alive now, I can continue being a hero. And if I die as a hero, I die as a hero, that sort of stuff. I feel like he still hasn't really learned where you you can't die yet. You have to Mm -hmm. live. You have to pay the consequences of your actions and everything. You have to keep living as endeavor since you keep living as, since you've, all your action is because you became, you are Endeavor. You might as well, you have to face every consequences that needs to come to as Endeavor. My final point to that is also the idea that we know that NG struggles with the, he's had always struggled. He wanted to be number one and he's had to deal with the burden of being number one. Mm-hmm. This also could have put a point of handoff in him mentally of being like, okay, if he could do it, it's not about being the number one hero anymore. The next generation got this and it could be a mental um handing of the torch that could be that could be what's also brewing in the back of his head uh, yeah because i guess it's on the next motivation like in case i die at least, like right. we already know the shoto is going to be taking over mm-hmm. because there's, there's no way dobby's gonna be able to because remember he he said that dobby's flame was even hotter than his mm-hmm. he wanted something that could suppress the flame so he's already he's he's done everything he's meant to do in life. He's made it to number one. He's had a son that can suppress the flame. Like he's fighting the greatest enemy of his his the person that's like that was the number one for him. He so got this, his son this back. is like his this is like his final goal now. It was like all right, everything is again everything's going really good. And technically, so like, all he, I he, got, do, he got the bonus of I got my son back kind of yeah. thing. And if he could do some permanent damage to all for one. Um, that would just be the icing on the cake for his whole entire arc because it's like, all right, I did the damage that you did to to all might back to you. If he was able to do something that was almost crippling, 
um to all for one in a sense i think that would that would like i said it'd be like a super full circle probably like two times over honestly honestly i do i do sense the red flag for hawks though oh there's a that there's there's a lot there's a dead flag in each of those cut scenes each of those fight scenes there was dead flags <laughs> yeah I, I, so many I, flags. Like dead flags bro uh, which flag? All right, which flag? At least it's not gonna be a dead. Like, who is still gonna at least try to be alive? That's the I question. Would... By the end of this war, the end of this arc, by the way, because we know the like, if the, the heroes series... win this fight or wins that fight, that means the villain still lives throughout. That's why I feel like Toga is gonna live because Iraka will somehow win that fight against her. There has to be some heroes die and there has to be some villains who live and some villains who die. There has to be some heroes that we know that cannot redeem themselves past a certain point and some heroes um, and some villains have to die. Like, AKA, um, with Spinner, it depends. Like, does he live or die? It depends what happens next with his whole um, abomination form. So it really depends on what goes next. So that's also straight to the point of who's going to survive in the next couple of chapters, next couple excuse me next couple of months of where we could go with this but oh sorry the little burps there um how we uh, um how we feeling about the wrap of mha sam have any last thoughts before we go so we could talk about chapter of the week i mean i'm hoping the next fight it i think the next fight will be the all for one versus a never and hawks kind of thing because you know heroes won this round Villains need to win the next round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what more impactful round is to like let the old heroes like duke it out. Yeah. And that's yeah. still that's still a tie back to um a tie to Dobby. I think I would like, I think it it's probably not going to be. Um, but I think I would like it to be the spinner fight next. I would like that to be the next big fight. We got Toga, we got Dobby. It would only make sense for Spinner. There's already there was two dead flags basically thrown in our face, um, comparatively to the other cutscenes. So I think that that would be the next big fight. Yeah, that or Gigantamax. I said that. I think I said that earlier. I think it's between Spinners or Gigantamaxes. Shout out to Alves. Yeah, I think those. Where are the where, is Gigant- where is Gigantamax? Where is Yeah, we saw in page three or four, I believe was it that uh, people was trying to infiltrate Giga Market to come out on uh, thousand. <clears throat> Um, it was in Jungle Hospital in page six and seven. Jungle Hospital runs outside Gigamakia detainment facility. That's where uh, Mina, Red Ryder, um, Sarah, and them are at right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people are trying to free Gigamakia and to get the full heavy hitters out and about. So it's still that's early. Like, we can we can have another chapter of looking at all of the fights before we kind of break into a specific um a specific fight or another so. right because like all we know is from that group someone in the villain side has a tape recorder of off one's voice just so that they could trigger gigamakia um and neglect it do we think Hoy would take a long break um uh, to work things out in the last part the only way Hori or shueisha will let that happen is once black Clora comes back from hiatus and Hori could take his break because they're not going to let one piece who goes on break at least twice or once a month. And then my hero, who is a, who's a, who's a big hitter after one piece, but I cover as much of fans or people might not think is great. It's still a good heavy hitter from the top three and JJK. So we, we cannot have black Clover and my hero on break. 
So once Blackhawk comes back in three months, it came um, in July, then Hori could take his break. So we have One Piece, Black Clover, and JJK, at least as the heavy handers for the weekly Shonen Jump issues on a weekly basis. That's my thoughts on that question that you gave. Anybody else want to answer any questions before we move on to the next one? We have a next one? No, like, you know, of the chapter of the week, um, the last oh. thing to, to discuss. So for chapter of the week, uh, we have, for me, I'll give it to JJK. Nah, I'm kidding. No, nah, I'm kidding. It's MHA or, much, or Mission Juzakur family. Uh, MHA hit it for me for entertainment value on what on what the series is because it throws us where each of its battle is going to direction once they hear the news. For those that have not seen Dr. Stone, um, misinformation warfare is such a crucial thing even back in the 18, 17, 19 and any type of battle you have had or if you have played any type of D&D or any type of um, game that you could relate to, misinformation warfare is such a crucial thing that you could have in any battle and that's such a thing that even they discuss or what's real, what's false. Mission to family is such a slice. Yeah, like the Stone reference. Yeah, like the Stone reference. I did, say, I did say that in the beginning. And Machines of Crypt Family is such a slice of life a thing. I would have my number two, but I know um, who else would say, um, Sam, I'm going to pass it on to you because I know you were talking to me in text about Sakamoto days, that it was such a good fight type of choreography. I saw a couple of pages because I was curious, and damn, mm-hmm. those were some good-ass fight choreography. Goddamn, I was on fire. But Sam, I pass it on to you. So chapter of the week. Okay, definitely not Boruto. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn. Unfortunately, not Ayashiman. Masha was getting boring. Honestly, it's just it's, the training arc has been getting boring to me. Uh, I would say tops. Undead Unlock was a good chapter. Honestly, it was a good back-to-back chapter. It was like a um. It was good. Like oof, uh, this chapter was like a whole emotional oof. Like hit of everything of realization of what's the next plan and we have no choice but to abandon this and move on to the next one so to speak mha had a good chapter uh the uh, clarification of dobby's lost dobby's l and everybody's i never how everybody's feeling about that l um jjk has been I mean, they do. I mean, Giga did kind of dirty. Giga did kind of really dirty. He did hard body dirty. Um, and Sakamoto Days was actually a really good chapter. Like Bash said, if you guys follow Sakamoto Days, um, if, if you guys remember that fight with uh, the Chad dude in, in the, the carnival festival, in, in, a, in that carnival festival, that fight, same fight here where Sakamoto Day had to, Sakamoto had to come and save. His uh, his his uh, mentors? No, his no, not his mentor. Um, his associates, his workers, his underlings, mentees. His mentees. Um, Even though they put up a they put up a good fight, but like Sakamoto has had to give them the hands, give them like give them a good beating. Literally had to like boom, got to a new location, boom, throw you a new location, boom. Uh, I think Sakamoto does does win this one for me. For me. Carnival happened from chapter seven until 
14, I believe, from what I did my quick research. Oh, yes, chapter 13. So it went from chapter 7 to 13 for the carnivore. So if you read those chapters early on, you enjoyed this. If you, we highly suggest you to catch up on. Sakamoto did does not get a sleeper to like mash on. I'm just putting it out there. That's probably why I probably became, you know, I'm going to put this in the back burner. But Sakamoto did, I highly suggest it because it's still entertaining series from people I know that read it, like Sam. Kiddo talking, other people I know that does read it, it's still a hype series. I guess, Kendall, you're the last one. What's your chapter of the week? Is it JJK? Did you like the slice of life of a panda, the bear, and the whale? Did you enjoy that? Was it really a slice of life? Because that, that's just like death flag intuition. He got into a flashback of a man's life. Life I... flashed before his lies. Okay, so I love to give this man heat. My chapter of the week is a tie. I'll give the first one. The first one is, is My Hero Academia. That's, that's easy. But the tie is with actually Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Interesting. That was a good chapter. Wait, wait, who? Dragon, Dragon Ball, Super. Ball Super. Oh, Kendall. That um, was a good chapter. I was going to announce this at the, end of, um, at the end of the stream, but I'm reviewing Dragon Ball Super tomorrow evening with mm. Chris if you want to join the review as well. Yeah, if I got if I got time, yeah, I'd be yeah, okay, cool, happy cool. to join. I'm but it was a good chapter. It was all it was. around from the first corner panel all the way to the very last panel. This was a good chapter, and I don't want to get into it because it's the end. But just know that that was that was right there with My Hero Academia for me for being I think the two best chapters coming out of this week. Um, I, I didn't even know that. I, I stay away from the drag. I, I like to flame um Dragon Ball communities, so I stay away from them in general, but I still keep up with the series because I do like it. I just want to know what's happening. Honestly, I do enjoy reading. It can't be worse than Boruto. It, it, that's and and that's boring. always the fun part is that Boruto and, and Super comes out, so I always get to compare them next to each other. It's like, which one of you did well this week? Um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't Boruto. Um, <laughs> no, and it definitely no. was Dragon Ball. Boruto no. is still fumbling its feet on what direction it wants to send the series in very and badly the, the annoying thing is is that every chapter i just feel like they're just pushing out the end of the series every chapter that's what it feels like it's just pushing out further the end of the series pushing out further and further and further and further i'm done i'm i mean i'm reading it but i like i've already mentally checked out of like I, just tell me when the final fight is at this point i that's haven't all, even that's all i'm waiting for i haven't even bothered to read it sent to me don't bother it's a waste i'm like it's, it's cool. not even worth the 10 minutes man it's, it's not it's, worth it's, it's not it's not for me and sam who are, tend to just read things because we're reading it we're, we'll be here we'll let y'all know if it ever has a good moment but it's 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 not it's not worth picking up you can go and start black clover if you haven't started reading black clover instead so I have two more months, right? You can also, you know, watch <clears throat> Hunter x Hunter Bash. I played um, June, June, June. All right, give me a couple more weeks. Try and get some light. Um, but June's that's in like June's less June's. than two weeks. All right, mm. I still got four weeks of June. I still got the first week or the fourth week of June. I still got some time span. All right, mm -hmm. yeah, loophole guy. But that's a good. Um, yeah, apparently those week. loopholes doesn't work well for you either. So, so those are the chapter of the week of. Um, Shonen Jump for us of each of the panelists. So let's give out plugs. Kendo, go first. Where could the good people find you? The Conquer Movement, your Twitch streams, your Twitter, your OnlyFans. Where else can good people find you? Oh man, uh, my feet OnlyFans is uh, uh, pending. Uh, 
<laughs> nah, man, you can you can catch everything down below. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Quirk Chat at Kendall X Anime K E N D A L L X Anime. And um, like I said, my link tree is posted, so you can see all of that. There's a couple other, you know, got invited to a guest podcast like two weeks ago and stuff. So I'm trying to keep track of those things and keep everything housed in one area. So uh check out my like i said check out my twitter you can kind of get to everything from the link tree so and all that information is down below and sam for the people that don't know where to find you since you just got back where can the people could find you maybe just once on a set show maybe perhaps i mean and i haven't i still haven't turned on back i told and i know i'm not that encouraged to open up my social media again but yeah you can follow us at anime lately guys <laughs> like the video if you haven't already subscribe to the channel uh yeah. i'll try to be back on wednesday um i'll do what i can uh i'm trying to uh i'm, I'm i'll ease back into social media somehow eventually but we will probably just do our group chats but if you want to communicate with me i'm on discord so I you could be you could be like elizabeth also she doesn't use social media since the start of the pandemic, Gersh has been off grid. Gersh just still does her job, comes to work, and that's it. She could be like her, be off social media, be like, yo, yeah, it's just send me the news. I'll do the doc, and that's it. Call it a day. I mean, she is, she, she is my wife who did start, so. That's very true. So for those guys, I appreciate you guys being here. Everyone, Alvis, Kitty Gaia, Project Manga Knox, Neglect. I appreciate for everyone being in the chat, watching, subscribing, and liking the video, and everything else. Don't forget to support us on the podcast side, Linktree, like them, you subscribe. And you can find me at everywhere at Legendary Vash or like Sam said, at Anime Lately. A few places at Anime Lately underscore, but everywhere. And it's consistent at Anime Lately everywhere. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very Unlike much. Like Boruto. 